Thank you for joining our broadcast today at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry to change your life. So please take a moment to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us to bring God's word to other people. You can go to our website at citylifechurch.cc to find the giving options that work best for you. We've got an encouraging word for you, and we pray that you lean in and engage as we head into the auditorium for today's message. And it came to pass. Aren't you glad that some seasons come to pass and not stay? And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. It's real important. Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel. And I am your servant that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord that these people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust. And it licked up all the water that was in the trench. Now, when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord is God. You know, in this last season, we have walked through for many of us, it caught us off guard. We had never heard anything about COVID-19. Now we're in a worldwide pandemic. I remember being on an airplane and hearing the first time about the coronavirus. And within weeks, we had shut down buildings. The government had shut down. Kids were out of school and our world changed. We walked through a crazy political climate and racial tension that was tearing our, the fabric of society apart at times, seemed to even be in the church and the kingdom. But you know, I look back at these seasons and many of these things caught me off guard as an individual. But how many of you realize it never caught God off guard? It never rocked the kingdom. Our father never threw his hands up and said, I did not see that coming. But he's aware of it all. He knows. And when you find that this God that knows all, sees all, and really is all, you have a confidence in your faith. And the story of Elijah is, is a story where God is revealing purpose. Somebody say purpose. We talk a lot about purpose here at City Life Church. We believe you're here on purpose for purpose. There's a reason you're at this time in this city. There's a reason that you're living out your assignment right now. You weren't called 20 years ago or you will not, you're not called, you know, a generation later, but you're called in a sign now. Elijah is understanding his purpose. He's going to be the prophet to the people of God in the present and release a next generation of anointing. He's going to raise up sons and daughters that will carry a word to a next generation. And God starts this process with Elijah at a brook. Now it's in the season of a famine. It's a dry season. Crops aren't producing because there's been no rain in the earth for over three years. Maybe you've been in a dry season. It could be in this dry season God is revealing your purpose. Because in this famine, God is revealing the purpose of Elijah in the earth. He's revealing who he is and God takes him to a brook. And the Bible said in this brook that is really almost withered and dry, God begins to send birds to bring him lunch and meet his provision. Lunch, dinner, God's sending. It's just like Uber Eats is showing up. 
God is just showing up over and over with provision that he needs. And it's not just any birds, because this is the way God worked. It's not a beautiful eagle that's still, it's not one of the beautiful, it's the raven, it's the buzzard of the day. It's not the bird that, you know, they looked and said, oh, what beauty and how. It wasn't that bird, it was the raven. And when that raven of that day, this bird that was low on the, on the, on the list of, of exotic birds of that day was bringing him food. I am telling you, it's in those moments where God uses foolish things to confound the why. It's where he presses it down, shakes it together so that it can be running over in your life. It's in those moments that he uses these areas in the process of who we are to mold us. And God is molding Elijah. And I'm telling you, he's showing up every day with the provision that he needs to get through the famine. Now, for some of us, God has been doing that. But this is an easy season for Elijah. It's almost like the baby bird being fed by mama bird. God's just showing up and dropping it in his mouth. But how many of you know those aren't the seasons we can stay in? Those are easy seasons. But if you're really going to fulfill assignment and purpose, you've got to stretch and grow. And God tells Elijah it's time to move to the next level. Now, I, you know, if I was in a season of famine and everybody else is going hungry and God's supernaturally bringing me food, I would probably want to park and stay by the brook. But Elijah makes this declaration, at thy word. You know, I can't figure this out. You know, I really don't understand how you're going to do it or what you're doing, but at thy word, at your word will I go. And the Bible said the next season of his life was going to take him through a process. Somebody say process. So you can understand why you're here, but unless you're willing to engage the process of the kingdom, the validation of the purpose will never come because it's the process of your life that refines and validates who you are. It's the process that God takes us to that molds us so that we can be fruitful and so that we can bear more fruit. In John chapter 15, he said the process does this. It prunes you at times. It nurtures you so that you can not only bear fruit, you can bear more fruit. And he said by the end of that chapter, you will bear much fruit. And God wants you to take you and I to a place where we are where we are bearing fruit in abundance. Now he takes him to this place called Zarephath. Zarephath simply means the refiner's fire. It's a city where precious metals were melted down, gold, silver. They were refined. I am telling you, God will put you through the refiner's fire if you are ever going to fulfill your purpose. Now, now watch what happens. Here's, here's the answer. Now watch. God moves him from dropping it down in him to taking him to a season where he has to be sustained by a widow and her son. He gets there, tells the widow, he said, God sent me to your house and I'm supposed to live with you guys and you're going to sustain me. And she said, well, if you be a man of God, surely you know we're broke. What we've got is about to run out. And when it runs out, we're going to die. That, that's really what you read the Bible. It's in there. Surely if you'd be a prophet, you would know this is it. But he says this, if you put the kingdom first, it will not be your last, but the beginning of a new season. Now watch what happens. Watch what happens. The Bible says that it's not overflow, it's not abundance, but every time they go back to the mill barrel, there's just a little bit more mill. Enough to get them through the day. I'm telling you, sometimes God brings it to us and it's easy. Sometimes it's a day-by-day -day journey. And in the process, it's not overflowing, it's not abundant. We're just scraping through. We just have to trust him tomorrow to be God and the next day to be God and next week to be God. And we just have to walk out our faith. We fall and we get back up. We mess it. <laughs> 
and we just keep going on. We, we blow it. We make mistakes. We, we do the wrong thing, but we know we serve the right God, and we just keep pressing on and fighting the good fight of faith. And I'll tell you what happens. In this season of scraping through, God is going to take him from the process and connect him to the power. Because in this season, we find that the widow's son dies, and Elijah takes him and carries him to an upper room and begins to pray. He said, Lord, you sent me to this house. I've come here at your word, and now this child has died, but I need the miraculous to show up. And the Bible said the boy jumps up and begins to live. Now listen, if I'm at a place that every time I go back to the mill barrel and there's more mill and nobody else put it in the mill barrel and now dead things are getting I, I would surely think I'm at the right place. This is it. Dead things are living. But here's how the kingdom where God says, alright you fulfilled this level and the process is working. It's time to move to the next season. Well, Lord, I'm doing good. Mill barrels replenishing. Dead things are living. Surely we're in revival. He said, go to Carmel. And he says this, at your word will I go. He gets to Carmel. I'm sure maybe at this time he thinks it's going to be easy, man. Dead things are living. The mill barrel's been miraculously replenished. And he gets to Carmel. And there are 450 naysayers, prophets of Baal that worship a false god on the mountain. 450 haters. Anybody ever had a hater in your life? <laughs> Anybody ever had a bunch of them in your life? Anybody ever had a tribe of them in your life? And everybody around them is drinking on the same haterade. They're all, you know, everybody, everybody around you seems like nobody has. 450, not a couple, but an army. And they, and they tell Elijah this, we were here before you. This is our mountain and we serve the true God. Elijah knows what his God can do because his God brought him food by the raven. His God replenished the mill barrel over and over. His God released a power that raised dead things alive. And Elijah said this. He didn't argue with him. He said, you know what? You are here before me and I'll give you some leeway. And I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll have a contest. You pray to your God and if he reigns by fire, you can have the mountain. And then I'll pray to my God, and if he shows up, I'll take the mountain. Matter of fact, you can go first. The Bible said the prophets of Baal built an altar. They sang, they danced, and they even prophesied all day and all night and no fire. I've met people like that. They make a lot of noise in church, but, but they live a weak, fruitless life. You know, there's really nothing, but, but I've met some private prayer warriors that live victorious in their walk with Jesus. And it's not a public display all the time, but there's something in them. The Bible said they sang, they danced, and they prophesied, and there was no fruit. Nothing happened. And now Elijah, it's his turn. And the Bible said he began to rebuild the the altar of the Lord. I believe God is calling some of us. He's calling some of us to rebuild some altars in our life, some broken down places where we once visited with God. The Bible said he built, rebuilt the altar of the Lord and he did something. He put the wood in order and he put stones in order. He put the wood, there was, there was a template to building an altar and he put the wood in order and then he put 12 stones in place. Those 12 stones represented the 12 tribes, the authority 
of the kingdom in the earth. So he knew if the authority of the kingdom was established and the order of the kingdom was established, God would show up. God never shows up where there is dysfunction. He never shows up and pours himself into places that are dysfunctional. Now he will meet you at a dysfunctional place, but he expects us to align with the order of the kingdom because the order of the kingdom becomes a conduit for your life. The order of the kingdom brings God's presence into your home. The order of the kingdom picks us up when we make wrong choices. The order of the kingdom establishes us in the earth. The order of the kingdom is what allows the kingdom to work in us and through us. And this is what happens. He puts the wood in order and the stones in order. Then he asks for oxen because he realized from the book of Genesis that there had to be a blood sacrifice. Jesus would ultimately be our blood sacrifice at the cross. But without the shedding of blood, the Bible says, so he puts oxen. But he does not even stop there. That would be the typical sacrifice. Remember, it hasn't rained in over three years. The most precious thing they had was water. It was more valuable than gold. It was like liquid gold. Matter of fact, it was the most precious thing they had. And he said this, he said, I want 12 barrels of liquid gold. He said, we're not just going to offer up wood and stone and oxen, but we're going to give God the best of what we've got right now. We're going to give him the most precious thing we possess. Give me 12 barrels of water. And the Bible said they dumped the water on the ground over the sacrifice. It fills the trench, 12 barrels of water. And the Bible said it's now Elijah's turn. He steps up and he stands over this altar and he looks to the heavens and said, I'm looking for the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Why is that so important? Because he needed God to show up in his present, but he was relying on a God of the past. He was looking for a God in the moment of the now, but he was also testifying about a God that had showed up in previous time. I'm looking for the God of Abraham that sent Abraham to a land that he knew not of, and by faith he conquered that land. I'm looking for the God of Isaac, the God that gives promise in old age. I'm looking for the God that shows up with Jacob and relabels you and Isaac and lets you know even though you've messed up, your best is yet to come. I'm looking for the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to show up on this mountain. I'm looking for a God that has street credit. I'm looking for a God that shows up every time and brings victory. I'm looking for that God. And the Bible said the heavens begin to open and the fire begin to fall. And the Bible said it consumed the sacrifice and it marked the ground. I'm praying that when God shows up, it marks us. It marks us. It doesn't declare city life church or another church, but it declares that the kingdom of God is in the earth today. It declares that in our mess, God were. It declares on our bad days, God were. It declares when the haters are hating, God can show up. It declares when everybody else has counted us out, there's still a God that is on his throne, that is reigning in power, that has all authority. Come on, somebody, put your hands together and give him praise in this house today. Anybody know a God like that? A God that when everybody else says no, he says yes. When everybody writes you off, he shows up. Come on, take about 15 seconds and open your mouth. Father, we declare you are God and God alone. The fire fell. You see, the fire fell and it parched the ground. When fire falls, it purifies. But then God is getting ready to take him to another level. He's connected to his process. He understands his purpose. He is seeing the power of God work. And now God is getting ready to take him to another level. It's a level of prosperity. 
It's where the fruit of the kingdom begins to manifest. And the Bible said he's sitting on this mountain. And the Bible said as he's sitting on this mountain, something begins to happen. Let's read in 2 Kings chapter 18. Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of an abundance of rain. Go up, eat and drink. Get yourself ready. Because I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. And when he bowed down on the ground, he put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, go up and look now toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And seven times he said, go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up and say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Here's what happens. He looks at the servant and says, I hear something. In my spirit, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. They flipped over to the weather channel. The weather channel said, nope, it's a dry season. He asked the neighbors. Neighbors said, I haven't felt any raindrops. Matter of fact, there's not even a cloud in the sky. It hasn't rained in three and a half years. Now what? Fire purifies, but rain produces a harvest. Fire cleanses, but rain produces a harvest. And here's what he says. He said, I, in my spirit, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I hear something that I haven't heard in a long time. I feel something in the atmosphere that I haven't felt in a long time. I feel something stirring that I haven't felt in a long time. He said, go and tell me what's out there. He comes back and says, there's nothing. It's dry. No clouds in the sky. The weatherman says no rain is on the way. Nobody has seen anything. I don't know what you're feeling, but Elijah knew now because he had walked through a process. He remembered the word of the Lord and what he sensed down by a brook. He remembered how God worked in Zarephath. He remembered how he had to battle at Carmel and God showed up by fire. He said, you know what? Go another time. Matter of fact, go seven times. Go until we see something in the sky. And I'm telling you, the servant kept going back. You need the right people in your journey. You need people that when they see nothing, they just keep going with you. When they can't feel it, they just keep going with you. You need people in your life that when they don't know what God is is doing they just keep standing with you he said go a seventh time and he comes back a seventh time and he said well there was no rain there was no rain cloud well wait a second there was something a little bit different this time it wasn't an outpouring yet but there was a cloud and it was about this big the size of a man's hand Elijah said oh I've seen that hand before that's the hand that sent the ravens that's the hand that put mill in the mill barrel that's the hand that released the heavens and sent fire I know that hand he said get your chariot ready rain is on the way I'm telling you God is about to do something for those that are looking and those that are watching come on jump to your feet this morning I have more but I want I want to wrap up come on put your hands together and give him praise today when I was preparing for this message I, I ran across the testimony that I shared long ago and, and I remember hearing it when me and Pastor Casey, we were interviewing on a Christian television network in Atlanta and another pastor was on there. And he began to share a story about how in a moment God gave him a book. And this book took him from a little bitty town in a small rural setting in the South and really thrust him around the world. He said it, it became a bestseller and had invitations that he had never had. And he said it found himself from a little town in Louisiana to preaching in London, England. 
He said, massive, massive church. He said, I would preach and then people would buy our book. They would stand in line. I would sign the books. And he said, after preaching about three services, he said, and the lines of the book going long, he said, I finally told the pastor, let's cut the line off soon and we'll prepare for the next service. He said, finally, a young girl with her book in hand stood before me and laid it out. And like everyone, I asked her name. I said, what's your name? Who can I make the book out to? She said, my name is Evidence. He said, no, no, what's your real name? She said, Evidence. He said, I just closed the book. I thought this has to be good. I said, how did you get the name Evidence? She said, well, for 14 years, my parents went to every doctor in this city they could find. For 14 years, they went to specialist after specialist. For 14 years, they tried experimental procedures. And for 14 years, every doctor, every specialist, and every experimental procedure failed. Every doctor said it's an impossibility for you guys to have children. But for 14 years, every morning, my father got up and he laid hands on my mother. And he declared the word of the Lord. He declared that your womb will be fruitful. He declared that we will have children. He declared for 14 years, every doctor said no. For 14 years, every specialist said no. For 14 years, the circumstance said no. For 14 years, the impossibility said no. And 14 years later, I showed up. And they named me evidence. Because I am the evidence of the Lord in the land of the living. For some of you, you may not know it, but you're the evidence. For some of you may not realize you're the evidence. You are here today. You made it through the famine. You made it through the fall. You made it through the battle. You made it through the difficulty. You made it through the challenge. You made it through that midnight season. You made it through the haters and the naysayers. You made it through the attack. the sound of an abundance well, listen it moved from a sound to a small cloud to an outpouring he heard a sound that was connected to an abundance that when there was nothing in the natural that spoke to the reality of what he was hearing and for some of you who made it through this last season and God has connected you to your purpose. He is taking you through the process. He's allowed you to realize there is a power source greater than yourself. And now you understand that there is something beyond what you can do, what you know. And the Bible said in this season, not only was rain getting ready to replenish the earth once again, but sons and daughters, Elisha and a school of prophets was getting ready to birth and be released in the earth. And there was going to be not only a rainfall, but a fresh voice of heaven released and a kingdom voice in that hour. And here's what I'm believing. For some of you that have walked through the last season and you know that God has been readying you and preparing you, and for some, he's had to pick us back up when you've fallen. He's had to clean us up. He's had to reestablish us and realign us. For some, he's had to remind us of the assignment on our life. And I'm believing for some, you've walked through all of the stuff. You've managed to navigate through all the haters. And now in your spirit, you're hearing something that you've never heard. You're hearing a stirring and you're feeling something. And you just know, I can't see it in the natural, but I just know God is doing something. I, I just sense God is 
getting ready to release something. If that's you, it may not be everybody, but if that's you, and you're ready for rain to fall in your life and in your home, you're ready for God to send a wave of his presence. Because when rains fall, it begins to release a harvest. Thank you again for joining us for today's broadcast. Our prayer is that it ministered to you and it changed your life. If there's anything we can pray with you about or God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, please send us an email to info at citylifechurch.cc. We want to invite you to be our guest at one of our Sunday or Wednesday worship experiences. And you can find our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc. You can also download our City Life Church app on your smartphones or tablets for more online messages. It was great having you with us today, and we'll see you next time.